Hey there, welcome to the Stormwater World Podcast. After 10 years in the stormwater industry, I feel like I've only scratched the surface of all there is to learn. I believe there are a lot of people just like me who are curious, but we're all just so busy. So I'm going to ask the questions so we can get the answers together. My name is Ty Garman, and I'm your host. Join me as we learn about what is happening in the stormwater world. Welcome back, everybody, to the, uh, this episode of the Stormwater World Podcast. We've got another great episode for you. Specifically, we're going to be talking about stormwater as it pertains to construction. And in that realm, we're going to be looking at sediment control. But before we do that, if you've been listening to this uh, podcast for a while uh, and you like uh, water podcasts, believe it or not, there's more than one. So I'd like to give a shout out to my friend uh, Katie Johns and her co-host Bob Crossan and uh have you listened to Talking Underwater, One Water, One Podcast? It's brought to you by the editors of Stormwater Solutions, Water, Wastewater Digest, Water World, and Water Quality Products. The podcast dives into one water topics, including water scarcity, smart water, emerging contaminants, and more. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and you can follow them on Twitter at T-U-W Podcast. That's T as in the you is an under W is in water podcast. All right. So let's talk about some sediment control. And to do that, I've got a couple of gentlemen with me that know all about it. Mr. Rich and Nelson Quinley with Durwaddle. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks for uh thanks for, yeah, thanks thanks for, for having us. Us, so let's get it. So Durwaddle. So let's let let me let me frame this up for everybody. Let me let me let me do the uh let me be I'm gonna be the bad guy, right? So um we're gonna talk about sediment control and we're gonna throw out the window right out of the gate what everybody's used to thinking about. So what if? What if we threw out your straw waddle and we got away and quit using that silt fence and we did something different? And what would that be? I think it I think I I think I did it right. I think that would be Durwaddle. What do you guys think? Is that is that kind of an accurate uh, accurate definition of uh, of of what Durawaddle does? It's a it's an alternative, yeah, correct? A little better way to do it. Durawaddle is a flexible sediment control barrier that is designed to replace straw waddle and silt fence in higher traffic areas. Um, and uh, we've been pretty successful at that. It's primarily used at in front of home sites at new construction in new home construction and the the reason behind it is our customers were constantly having to replace and repair straw wattle and silt fence to remain in compliance and uh with durawaddle you're able to drive over make your deliveries, uh, do whatever work you need to do, and it survives vehicle traffic. And so it cuts down on the non-compliance and the having to repair um, uh, less durable sediment barriers. I got you. So, yeah, kind of recap what, you know, what you're saying. I think a lot of our inspectors out there, they it's over and over again, right? It's always, you go out there and it's that one section of silt fence that's been driven over and they kept asking, Hey, can, what, what's going on? Can you put that back up? Can you put that back up? And what Durawaddle does is eliminates that issue and keeps them in compliance because um, not only can it be driven over, it still does its job, which is uh, a barrier for that sediment. That's is it. That correct. All right, cool. So did you just see a, 
did you see an opportunity from being in the industry that that needed to be corrected because of the compliance issue, just everything that Duraval does? Or did somebody approach you and were like, hey, there, here's a problem. And I think you can solve it because of what your, you know, what your parent company does. How, how did, how did Duraval come, come to be? Well, really it was the, the idea of Percy Cole. Back in 2006, uh, Percy was in stormwater compliance um, with new home contractors, and he had the idea for a um, a straw wattle replacement that you could drive equipment over the top of and not damage. Um, I had a background in manufacturing and geotextiles, and so we decided to um, we bought a sewing machine uh, in our garage. We made up a sample. Um, and he had a lot of contacts in the industry. So we brought it over to, uh, a job site in Sacramento, um, that had three contractors. It was Cahove Nanian, um, Morrison Homes and, and, uh, Shea Homes. And we had a meeting with them with their, uh, uh, with their, uh, their land development um, uh, executives there. Mm -hmm. And we did a test install and came back, uh, three weeks later. And they said, if we dropped our price in half, um, they'd write us a purchase order. And it was a pretty sizable purchase order. So we kind of went back to the drawing board and said, well, what were they hoping to get from this and how can we make it in a way that would, um, would make it affordable to them that would work within their budget. And so we went through, you know, we looked at the raw materials, we got new raw materials um, and we just did testing and testing and testing and came up with uh, the basic construction of the Dura Waddle today, um, brought it back for an additional test and they bought uh, probably 20, 30,000 linear feet as a first order. Um, and that's how we got our start back in, uh, 2006. Um, since then, um, we produced over 10 million linear feet of Durawaddle. Um, we currently produce between one to 2 million linear feet per year and it's sold. Um, well, Nelson, where, where, what States are, are we selling Uh, Durawaddle into right right now? Now our largest markets are, um, Colorado. Texas and then California Ooh, Texas. some uh, sprinkling some places like North and South Carolina and uh, um, slowly just expanding to other areas. So yep. then we also have a, a customer in Hawaii. Yeah. We have a customer in New Zealand and Australia, yeah. New Zealand, Alaska, um, a few other places and as a well. few other places. Yeah. Well, so what, what do you feel like is the biggest challenge for adoption? I mean, it seems pretty, I mean, you know, again, I I tell everybody probably at least once, once a pod, you know, that I don't know anything about anything. It just seems so, so straightforward and simple, forward and simple to me to use this product. Like what, what do you, you, are there, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Like what's the, what's the the friction for adoption? Yeah. It's a pretty unique product and I have a sample here. Hopefully this, you can see that the filter fabric is actually see-through on it. And that allows for water throw, flow through it. It's a um, monofilament geotextile. Um, on the inside of it is polyurethane foam sealed in plastic. And you can see it's the same polyurethane foam that you would, you would see in your, your seat cushions in your truck. 
Um, that allows for the, the waddle to be compressed down to nothing and, and basically bounce back into position. Um, the raw materials are a little more expensive than a straw waddle or silk fence. So it, it, it is, it is definitely a premium product in the industry performs very well. And where it's been adopted is in markets where they, um, require contractors to stay in compliance and inevitably have having to replace the straw wattle and silt fence. And once they have those kind of costs, which is typically uh, having to replace the or the the straw wattle or silt fence about three to four times uh, through a construction process, we became we become less expensive than what right, right now. Um, yeah. Now the 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 other way we see it being used, um, we see it being used in two different ways. One is a linear sediment barrier uh, covering the entire job site in front of the home site. So basically just going straight down the street. The other way is, is we make 18 foot sections and in certain markets, they use them for driveways and that gives them access uh, in, for a driveway section. And then they'll use straw or silt fence basically for everything else. Um, so I'd say we got a mix about 75% of our market is a, a complete linear sediment barrier. Um, and about 25% of it is the driveway sections. Um, so it just really depends on what makes sense hey, of that, market. that makes sense. And then for all the listeners out there, they couldn't see what, uh, Rich was showing you. You can go over to YouTube and you can watch the video or you can actually go to the Dura Waddle website at D-U-R-A-W-A-T-T-L-E dot com, durawaddle.com. And you can look at it live and in person. There's a request a free sample on their website. I'm looking at it right here. Uh, and you can actually hold, feel, and touch what he was just uh, describing to you. So there you go. Now, one, of the, um, one of the unique things that we were able to do with it, and I mentioned that um, we have this plastic liner Um with, yes, and you can see the black plastic liner right here with the foam on the inside. And so we developed a process where we uh, crush the foam on the inside in our manufacturing process. Then we vacuum seal it. So imagine those beds that you get in a box. So we, we've kind of okay. done that to yep. our Durawaddle. It comes in about um, a third of an inch thick. And before you install it, you simply just puncture the liner through the sleeve itself, and it just expands back into position. The unique thing that that gives us is the ability to ship um, eighteen hundred feet of wattle per pallet, which is about five times as much as if we would we could if we did not compress it. So it's very easy to ship, distribute, and bring to a job site. Um, and that's one of the, besides being a, a high performing product, uh, the ease of shipping and distribution and delivery is, is, um, pretty significant. Uh, you know, you compare it to, I believe it's 300 feet of straw wattle on a pallet and we fit 1800 mm -hmm. feet. Correct. Yeah. And they come in bundles of uh, 300 feet. Wow. So it makes it real easy for, um, someone to come by and just pick up one bundle and take it to the job site. So, yeah. So how many bundles is that on a pallet? It's, uh, six, uh, six bundles. Yeah. Six bundles per pallet, all which can be, uh, 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 sold individually, um, on a distribution standpoint and thrown in the back of a pickup truck. 
Again, so this comes up all the time. So it's cost of total ownership, right? So what you just told me is like, so you got to get back 30,000 feet when you're looking and comparing at this for your project and you got to understand that, hey, you know, what does it cost to get it there? What does it cost to ship it there? I mean, what you just said to me is you're going to suck all the air out of it. It's going to make it easier to ship. You're going to send it to me. It's going to be, I'm going to get way more than I could have got with other products, with other traditional products. And then uh, I don't have to necessarily replace that particular section that I'm using it for uh, two or three times during the course of my job. So, I mean, those those pennies, those pennies are turning into dollars pretty quick and they're stacking on top of each other. Uh, and then you've also mentioned, I can see right behind you, reusable. Yes. So what, how do you feel about it? Obviously, if, you know, it's got to, I understand it's going to be site to site, right? Like if it's just getting pounded, it may, you know, by traffic, it may not be reusable the next site. But if you guys looked at, you know, your data or do you have a feel for like an average feel or how do you guys kind of envision the, you know, if I'm a builder, if I'm a whole builder and I've got normal traffic, you know, to where I'd actually be able to pick that thing up and take it to the, um, you know, the next lot, I guess, like if I'm doing a, I guess the, in my mind, the, the best use, in, in, if I'm thinking about it, is like I've got multiple lots and I can just, you know, keep kind of daisy chaining them down. Like pick it up, move it to the next one, pick it up, move it to the next one. Am I thinking about that correctly? Basically, I mean, there are, uh, I can explain what the worst case scenario is and the best case scenario. So okay. a lot sure, of markets sure. yeah. that we sell into use a concrete slab. and in those situations uh, where it's not uncommon to pick up 70, 80, 90% of the Duraldle and reuse it. That can mean uh, moving it down the street or moving it com- to a completely different job site. Um, and as we showed you um, on the product, it's the foam is covered in a plastic sleeve, weighs six pounds per 12 foot sections, wet or dry. So even in, in um, you know, when you're having rain events, this thing can still be picked up. So uh, there, is, there is a little bit of work to uninstall it. It's not a lot, but there is a little bit of work to uninstall it. So in the worst case scenario I've seen, um, I, I'd have to say is probably Colorado. And the, what they do is um, they put the Duraldle down. Um, then they drive heavy equipment on the site to dig their basements. Then they drive heavy equipment on the site to to form the basements. They drive heavy equipment on the site to pour the basements, to remove the forms for the basements. And then they drive heavy equipment on it to move the big pile of dirt <laughs> to the next lot down. Then they build their house. Um, and it's an absolutely brutal <laughs> environment. Um, and it's, it's so in, in that particular environment, a lot of the time they're, they're getting one use out of a Duraldle. Um, now out here in California, they, when they put the Duraldle down, um, the, basically the access that they need at that point is to deliver sheetrock and, um, and the, the normal vertical stage of construction. And, and it's not as rough on our, on our wattle. Now straw wattle and salt fence gets absolutely obliterated over and over again, but, uh, uh, that's just less traffic, although there still is traffic. And in those environments, it's it's very common to get, you know, again, 70, 80, 90 percent of it's reusable. And they'll just pick it up and move it down mm-hmm. the street to the next uh, lots that they're building or they'll they'll store it 
and then move it off off site afterwards. Um, and, and it's not uncommon for a Durawaddle to get used over and over for three, four, five years in the in those situations. So it really just depends. Um, I'd have to say in areas where they're doing driveway sections, it's. I'm not sure how much they're reusing it, but again, they're they're uh, directing all the traffic onto one section of Durawaddle on from the job site, um, which is going to mean it's going to it's going to get uh, uh, beat up pretty badly, um, and it's holding up to that kind of abuse. Mm. But in those situations where they're just really heavy, heavy traffic, less reuse, less traffic, um, more reuse. Gotcha, gotcha, Nelson. How long have you been? Do, doing with this how long have you been associated with the company what's, um, what's, what's your world look like tell, tell me your story I, I don't want everybody to forget that you're 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 on this yeah. podcast with us um <laughs> i technically got my start filling up gravel bags on the side of the house like 15 years ago but um i officially started about 11 years ago um working on the warehouse and uh, making the waddles um and just doing everything from you know warehouse and you know driving forklifts and all that stuff. So, and then I just, over the years, I just slowly, um, you know, uh, got, you know, upgraded positions to the point where now I'm, you know, selling and shipping everything. So I'm kind of, um, the person that you deal with whenever you need waddles or dirt waddles. So. Yeah. Right. Right. So operations heavy. That's a, that's your, that's your world. So what are we missing on the operations side? What are we, I'm going to put you on the spot. So, but, uh, what, so far what we've talked about, what, what are we missing? What, what have we not mentioned that uh, you think is important that everybody should hear about, um, about how fast you guys are able to ship out and how awesome your operations are since that's. Yeah, absolutely. Goal. Um, re- is that mat- cause Hey, cause that honestly, that matters. Yeah. I mean, really re- we have a really quick turnaround, um, remass produce them in full pallet quantities. So, um, I can get orders for full trucks and get them shipped out same day or next day. So we have a really quick turnaround on getting the product out. Um, and, uh, yeah, read everything's yeah. Everything we said was, uh, on point. So, <laughs> Oh, it's off point. Well, yeah, but the guy, the guy that helped create yeah. it, yeah, you would think he, you know, he's gonna. I, I, we, but we all know. I've talked to you guys before, so I, I knew, I, I had a feeling Rich was gonna dominate the conversation, and that's, you know, that's it's all good. But I, I want to make sure I gave you your props, my man. I, I know you're out there. You're doing that, that that stuff that people don't get to see, right? You're doing the the uh, the, the dirty work out there, making sure everything gets sure uh, gets where it needs to go, and and. Exactly. And where is it coming from? I mean, I, I know, but let's tell the listeners, where, where are you guys out yeah, of? We ship out of El Paso. Mm-hmm. It's a good central, it's a oh, good okay. central point. Oh, nice. Um, okay. All right. It's, it's All right. closest Be- to our markets um, than California. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, then I, maybe I didn't know. I, for some reason, I was thinking you guys were FOB out of uh, California, but out of El Paso does make a lot more sense. Yeah. That's very yeah. That's very we cool. used to be, but very, it, very it cool. got really expensive shipping uh, a pallet of waddle from Sacramento oh, to yeah. North Carolina. It got a little pricey. <laughs> Have you guys ever thought about doing like it? Like, because you talk about man, that just sounds horrible. That that story you talk about worst case scenario what was that the, the was that the Colorado market? Is that what you said? Was the worst case scenario where they're just coming coming in and beating the crap out of the Durawaddle. Have you ever thought, you guys ever thought about making a, a Durawaddle HD or something? Is that even possible? I don't know. Just like, is, would that make sense to well, do? Everything's like, possible. Like you, got- um, you know, the, the, the product that we make now holds up and it's 
very yeah. economical to manufacture in the way that we do it now. And so there's a lot of gain that we get just from pr producing volume and uh, the having the production run ma manufacturing the same thing, um, you know, 40 to 50 hours a week, uh, 52 days or 52 weeks out of the month, out of the year. Out of the year, right, right. No, that, that, that makes sense. I don't know why I thought about that. I was just like, man, that is some, that is some beating that thing. Yeah, well, we actually had made sake, But then they're still good. They still, they. they I think the original versions mm, we made was more uh, more durable, but they didn't want to. The contractors, it was a balance between making it durable and fitting within their budgets. And that's huge. I mean, you can't. Yeah, I mean that that's so awesome to be able to test the market. I think so many times you get a product that solves a problem that nobody has, um, and then they wonder why they're struggling. Where you actually got that. You were, you were fortunate to where you got that immediate feedback and you didn't just be like, oh, they're crazy or they don't know, or you thought that, you know, you know better. You, you listen to that feedback and you came up with a solution that's taking you into what, what's it now? 14, 24, uh, seven, 17 years. It's something 20, like that. 17, 17, 2006, 17 yeah. years. But I, I have to get, I have to give a shout out to Percy Cole. I know I mentioned him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah who is was, Percy Cole? It was a collaboration. He's still a close friend of mine. Um, uh, Percy's retired gotcha. now. Um, but okay. it was his idea. Um, and my collaboration was figuring out how to make it and uh, manufacture it in an efficient way that we could deliver to marketplace. Um, so Percy's retired doing his thing now. And uh, we're still making uh, Durwaddle. I don't know who got the best. I don't know. Like, that's like, I guess that's a conversation for another time. Who, who got the best, uh, best deal there? I don't know, but you got Nelson right there, Rich. So, you know, we, you and me, we're the, we're the old guys on this call. Uh, for those of you that are not watching on YouTube. Um, so Nelson, Nelson is 100% the future. Um, whatever, what am I missing guys? I, I just think it's so, it's such a simple product. It's such a, it's, but it's such a, it, but you guys are tackling, a couple of products that are just like knee jerk. It's what we've always done. Blah blah blah. I hate that. Like, why do you guys do that? Oh, it's because how we's always because we've always done it that way. That, 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 I just can't stand that that answer to stuff. Um, but then I'm kind of a, a nerd, right? And I like to look at new stuff. Um, it, it just like I said, it's just so simple. Uh, what other what other things maybe I'm missing? Other other use cases that we could put out there for folks wow. where they understand? I think. You know, at, at this point, it's I think, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it is pretty straightforward. But I think I could explain where it works best. Um, the, the best okay, case scenario for Durwaddle, and that doesn't mean there's not other applications that it will work in. The best case scenario for Durwaddle is in front of home sites um, where you have uh, put in a sidewalk. Um, it, it's in, it actually installs on top of the s sidewalk with a tail section draping over the curb and uh, being trenched in and backfilled. So that's its best case scenario. And one of the, the reasons for that is, is as you're driving over the top of it, you can't push the Durawaddle through the sidewalk. Uh, if I install it on the soil you, and, and it's raining, you can push the Durawaddle straight down into 
um, the soil. That doesn't mean we don't have customers that uh, install it on soil. That doesn't mean we don't have customers that uh, install it where there's no sidewalk, but that's really where it shines. So on a sidewalk, uh, trench right behind the sidewalk, uh, pinned in place and backfilled. Now, our other gotcha. application, we, we actually get quite a bit of this, is um, we've developed a hard surface application where on a temporary basis, it can be installed with a uh, wood plank and anchored with, what do they call them? Uh, uh, like a Tapcon concrete anchor is usually yeah. what our customers yeah. use. Yep. So, um, yep, I'm looking at that on their website. And, I, that makes sense now. I can see the wood the wood and for long-term application um they'll use like uh, metal strips over the tail sections because the warp uh, the wood after a while will start to warp and break with yeah. you know vehicles driving over it and stuff so and, that, and those those applications we a lot of the time we see it uh you know at walmarts and and places where they're doing uh remodeling um of an exist existing structure and they have to do a perimeter control around it um the more uh, permanent applications, the rural one that comes up a lot is uh, stockpile management, um, where they'll have a permanent need to do uh, perimeter control around stockpiling. And we have that all of that documented on our website. It does uh, both quite mm -hmm. well. Um, you know, another thing I, I forgot to mention about the Durwaddle is um, we've been field tested. Now, uh, our Durwaddle was sent to TRI Environmental at their field testing facility, and it was, uh, they simulated a storm event with thousands of gallons of water filled with sediment. Um, they flew it down or, or fl flowed the water down an embankment into the Durwaddle and measured its capacity to handle a stormwater event and what, uh, um, and how much sediment it would retain. Um, and we actually have that video on our website showing the actual, uh, uh, the the test itself, as well as the test reports. Um, we're proud to say that we got a 96% sediment retention. So we have a product that you can drive trucks over, um, flow water and, and, um, and contain 96% of sediment retention. Um, and it breaks it down, nice. not just by, uh, uh, sediment, but it'll break it down by different materials, uh, from anything from silt to clay to, uh, to other materials within the test. And that's all available on our website, uh, uh, performed by TRI environmental. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'll go find it on the website and I'll, uh, we'll link it for everybody who would like to see that. I'll link it in the show notes and that it'll take you right directly to it there on their website. So that's fantastic. Something else I just thought about, um, and, and of course, obviously agree, disagree, correct me, but I feel like this is a great use for some of these home builds or these neighborhoods where they've got these expansions going on and, and maybe it's a, you know, a nicer neighborhood and the Durottle just provides, uh, in my opinion, you know, just a better aesthetic, you know, like, and so, especially when there's already people possibly living in an area and who wants to look at silt fence all over the place? Who wants all that, you know, like once, once, I mean, and, and granted, I mean, I'm not, I mean, there's a place for everything. I'm not trying to really tear up, um, uh, straw waddle or, or, or silt fence, but I mean, straw waddle, I mean, I've got some right outside, uh, the street, they're going to do some work, uh, here in orange, Texas, and they haven't even started the work yet. And I got straw, straw waddles everywhere. 
I mean, it's going down the, I mean, it's obviously going down the drain. It's down the street. It's everywhere. Um, so I could see that being just atrocious, especially if you got an HOA or whatever. Um, but in a situation with, uh, with your all's product, I think it's just, it's, it's effective. You just mentioned that and aesthetically it's pleasing to the eye. I mean, it, it, as, as things go that we do in construction before we're done, it's actually fairly pleasing to the eye. I mean, is that, have you guys kind of try to kind of lean into that a little bit? If yeah, you like? we've been told by our contractors that, um, one, Durwaddle helps keep the storm, stormwater inspector away, which has nothing to do with aesthetics, but you're, you're not seeing damage. <laughs> I was like, you're, what? you're not seeing damaged product when you come on your job. Uh, the first thing you don't see is, is destroyed right. product. Um, yeah, and they're more likely just to drive through and, and, and leave them alone. Um, but the other thing we've heard is, is that the uh, sales appreciates it because it just makes the job sites look cleaner. Um, and it's not an eyesore. Uh, so, you know, those are definitely benefits. Right. All right, gentlemen. Hey, I, I appreciate it. I, I think again, it's such a straightforward to me, no brainer situation. I love it. I hope those that if you, those of you out there listening that have never heard of it, never seen it, um, go check it out. Uh, I think it's a great, uh, great, you know, product that you could combine with the other products. I mean, we're not going to, we're not going to throw, you know, the straw window out the window, the baby without the basket, whatever the word is, you know, we're not getting rid of anything, but I think everything can work uh, in its place. And, uh, and I think you guys, uh, obviously after, you know, 17 years, you have, definitely have a, a great product yeah. that I, I mean, and we all think everybody's heard of everything and I guarantee you they haven't. And, it, and, and it's always crazy to me, right? 17 years. And uh, there's going to be somebody that's like, wow, I didn't even know that was a yeah. thing. Uh, if somebody, if somebody wants to, uh, are you guys going to be anywhere anytime soon? Any shows coming up that you're going to be at uh, where people can come by and uh, shake a hand and say hello? Well, Nelson. Yeah, we're going to be going to uh, StormCon, I believe is, um, is that Dallas? Okay. Yep. Yep. Dallas at the end of August, yeah. 29th and 31st. You guys will be yeah, at StormCon. Yeah, and then we'll definitely be good. at the, uh, the next uh, IECA event um, in February. February, yeah. Um, February. Okay, the, the national mm-hmm. event. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. I believe so, yeah. Or, uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Um, and then uh, right now we're working on our uh, our smaller, sh- um, you know, regional shows. Um, so we're kind of looking at that to see which ones that we will be at this year. So. Cool, cool. Well, if you guys want to... If you guys want to follow or find out where these guys are going to be, check out uh, their LinkedIn page. Um, I'm sure they'll put that stuff out there on that. And then uh, see them at StormCon. And what's the best way to get hold of you? Rich, I know you're not real active on social media. Nelson, can people hit you up on LinkedIn if they want to, on DM? Or <laughs> what's the best way? Just get on the website and give you guys a call. Is yeah, that, would that be the best absolutely. way to get in touch? If you go through the website and reach out to us, I'll be, I'll, I'm usually the one to respond. Or uh, you can go into our week or uh, LinkedIn um, and uh, just reach out to us and I'll get back to you. Yeah. You might be able to find me on snap Twitter. <laughs> yeah. On yeah. Over there on the, spa- uh, over there on Facebook, you guys can find rich over on, on Facebook. On um, <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. Uh, I knew I was waiting. I knew this conversation was going to go sideways <laughs> somehow. All right. Y'all uh, anything else that we're, uh, that we're missing? Uh, anything else? Any, anything that you guys would like to say in regards to stormwater before we sign off of this pod? No, if, you, if you want us to, um, if you want us to show up to a meeting, let us know. 
Uh, we'd be happy to, you know, come talk to you guys about Durawaddle. Um, show you guys some of the oh, there you go. Bunch of learners. Um, yep. We've been known to send out free samples. So if you'd like, if you think, okay. hey, that, that looks like something that may work for us, um, hit us up and we'll, we'll send you some samples and uh, talk to you guys about how it may work in your application. There you go. Right out of the man's, the man's mouth. He said he'd come, come talk to everybody. Um, all right. Thank you guys. Thank you all so much for coming on the pod. Uh, you know, we've talked offline and whatnot. I know this is not your favorite thing to do, Rich, uh, but uh, I do appreciate you all's time and we'll talk Thanks, to you later. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Stormwater World podcast. Do you have something you'd like to discuss? Do you have an opposing opinion regarding something you heard during this episode? Let's talk about it. Click on the link in the show notes to sign up for a future episode. I'd love to visit with you about what's happening and how you see things unfolding in your stormwater world.